Hello, friends. This week's episode is sponsored by Reform, a Catholic functional medicine practice and holistic wellness apostolate. Reform deems health as a state of the body and soul and invites their clients to return to a life of simplicity centered on Christ. Reform's mission is to help you redeem your health, reclaim your well-being in Christ, and become the best version of yourself physically and spiritually. There's unity between our bodies and souls. Therefore, Reform considers both when tending to our health for proper integration of the human person. Through their unique faith-based approach, Reform addresses the root causes of disease and creates an environment internally and externally to heal the whole person. Reform's work revolves around their nine wellness pillars, all centered on Christ. With faith at the center, the other pillars include sleep, stress management, personal growth, nutrition, play, functional movement, community, and space. Reform works with men and women worldwide, including laity, religious communities, and priests, both in person and online. Reform is offering an exclusive discount for all of our listeners on their current Reform online Lenten cohort. We highly recommend their foundational course. We've each taken Reform online and are still benefiting from the fruits in our daily lives. Use code ABIDE10 for your exclusive discount through February 29th. Reform is also creating the first-of-its-kind Eucharistic Wellness Center, a place for their team to guide guests in person in the implementation of the nine wellness pillars and to come away and rest a while, to nourish their souls with the Holy Eucharist, their bodies with whole foods, and their minds with solitude in nature. It will be a place for people to learn how they are meant to live and experience the fullness of life in Christ, a taste of heaven on earth. We invite you to learn more about Reform on their website, reformwellness.co, and on Instagram at reform underscore wellness to pursue the abundant life for which we've been made. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. And we are delighted to be with you on this adventure. And I know that the Lord is going to do wonderful things in all of our hearts. The Abiding Together podcast is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. And wherever you find yourself in the world, wherever you find yourself in your life, you are most welcome here. And we know that the Lord will speak to you. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I am joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. And we speak about what the Lord is doing in our life. We speak about our sorrowful mysteries, our joyful mysteries, and how the Lord is leading us in it all. And you are most welcome right here, right here. So please grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast, and welcome to the first official full week of Lent. Can we get a little cheer, ladies? Can we get a little... Gosh, wow, that sounded that was almost uh, yeah. good job, Let's Mr. Go a little flag. That sounded almost <laughs> convincing. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're like, ooh, yeah, this is the part where we cheer. Maybe we should just do like spirit hands. Woohoo. Sister Miriam made us yeah. cheer for Lent. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I did. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. It's a time of renewal. So we we're walking through the book A Time of Renewal by uh, Mother Mary Francis, who's a poor Claire sister. And if you don't have the book, that's okay. You can still get it on the internet, hard copy. You can get a digital copy. You can jump right in and join us. You don't even have to read the book. If you just want to listen and walk along with us, we have discussion questions. We have kind of a theme every week. So we are glad to have you with us. And Mm -hmm. Heather, you've had some big adventures lately. You want to share anything about your adventures before we dive into the Lenten week? Yes, there's been lots of traveling lately, which has mm-hmm. been fun. Um, and mm-hmm. We were just at Franciscan University. They had a retreat for the entire campus, including the faculty and the staff and all the students. And so there was over a thousand people there. It was amazing wow. to see the whole community come together. And honestly, it felt like a watershed moment. 
on that campus. It just felt like the Holy Spirit was hovering over that place as he has been doing for, for decades now, but it just sort of seemed like a new outpouring is happening there. And so I was just excited to be there to do ministry with friends. You guys know it's the best. It's the absolute mm-hmm. best. So the Herbex came down. So that was great to be with them and Father Dave, of course, and um, awesome. Jake was there. So yes, it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Michelle, too, you're having adventures also. I am. I'm having adventures. I was in Louisiana last week for a personal retreat. I'm headed to Atlanta this weekend to go see Hamilton. I can't tell you how excited Woo-hoo! I am. And so it's those, very exciting. It is. Those tickets were almost harder than Taylor Swift tickets. But anyway, <laughs> I have a bunch of kids that are in a bunch of sports. So this is the life of a sports mom. So and it is and they're in travel sports, which is a blessing and a challenge. <laughs> so, mm. so I will be at either a volleyball gym or a soccer field coming to a town for the rest of your life for the next decade. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. So but I love it. Well, we have to also thank Hamilton for just breaking Heather Kim into not hating all musicals. So yeah. it's not like yes. mm-hmm. she doesn't love them, but she doesn't hate them. So I just want to say thank you. For that. Yeah. Father Dave yeah. invited me to watch it. I was like, I don't mm-hmm. like musicals. And he said, we're going to do this. And then, you know, I mean, he's all about conversion. And I think that's kind of what happened right in the middle. I was like, wait, am I experiencing conversion <laughs> right now? I'm liking this. And then, yeah, I've loved it. And I actually, because I'm Canadian, I don't know anything about the story. So I was like, oh, the twist and turns. This is true. I was like, you didn't tell me this happened. You know, I'm like tearing up. I'm like, what is going on? Anyway, it was great. I'm excited for you, Michelle. It's super fun. And I've seen, I think I've seen four or five live musicals this year, just this year. So you're on a musical trip. I am. Sister, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? Well, right now I am in the Chicago area. We're doing a Healing the Whole Person in uh, at the St. Isaac Jokes Parish in Hinsdale, which is lovely. So I'm at my host house. You see the pretty, it looks pretty bad outside, doesn't it? It's like 50 degrees, yeah. which looks all lovely. the Midwest people are like, what? It's like fake spring. You know, we're just, mm-hmm. it's, everybody's pretending, but it's been lovely. Yeah. Everybody here is so great. Father Brooke Masters is the pastor there. And so all of the team, they have such a wonderful help um, staff. We sold out at 600 oh, people. Nice. So we will start that tonight, but not now. So if you're listening to it going, oh my gosh, I want to go to St. Isaac Jokes. It's not now. Like We're pre-recording this. So you're like, oh, <laughs> all of a sudden it's like this rush of people like, no, 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 no. So, but anyway, that's, that's awesome. Okay. So what we're going to do, we talked last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, you might want to do that just to kind of give you a frame of reference for where we're going to go with a time of renewal. There's so much wonderful, amazing, beautiful content in this book that we're just going to invite you to take at your own pace. What we're going to do is to make things a little more streamlined for you is we are going to pull the theme for the Sunday, that Sunday's readings, and just kind of walk through that in light of all the rest of the readings. So if you turn, I I have a hard copy on page 46. We are in the first Sunday of Lent year B. And so the theme of her reflection, Mother Mary Frances, is is true self-denial. So as we walk through this week and we walk through the different reflections, we're going to continually return back to the theme of true self-denial. And that might be something you want to pray about this week, which is very simple. It's three words, true self-denial. Like, what does that really mean? Mm. So Mother Mary Frances writes this in the opening paragraph from letter B or year B for Sunday Blanche. She says, the church is a very vibrant mother. And she shows us how happy she is about Lent. Kind of like you guys were when you were cheering. That was just really a foretaste, you know. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It says, um, all through her liturgy, there is this mood. Something wonderful can happen. All of her prayers and directives are saying, please let it happen. Please allow it to happen. We are called to a glorious festival of love. 
to be spiritually dizzied with the fact that this is how much God has loved us. And I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop right there. And then we're going to talk about the gospel reading for this week. But ladies, I, I, I appreciate what she starts out the very first Sunday blend with this. I mean, I, I just certainly don't think about that of like, we're called to be spiritually dizzied with the fact that this is how much God loves us. I think it's easy to go into Lent with, okay, I'm giving this up. It's going to be hard. I'm going to have to suffer through it. But I, I love how she just opens this up with, no, this is something wonderful can happen. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's allow it to happen. And, and she's saying, it's like the fiat, let it be done unto me. Not, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to do this thing. It's like, please allow it to happen. So Heather, for you, what sticks out to you as we open this week up? Yeah, I I think this is what makes her challenges easier to accept. You know, mm-hmm. like she's mm-hmm. she cuts right through the BS. Let's be honest, mm-hmm. she does. She mm-hmm. just slices mm-hmm. right through it. But it's framed within this context of like, he loves us so much. Mm-hmm. And there's this person here that that he designed to to be wonderful and amazing and it's gone off track a little bit in certain parts so let's get back to who god created us to be in his great love and allow the refining fire of lent to burn away the things that are not truly who we are that that mm-hmm. aren't going to be the fulfillment of god's plan for us and in us and i'm like wow that sounds way more exciting than let me whip myself into shape because I'm bad. I should feel bad about everything I'm doing. I'm a sinner. I suck mm-hmm. at all this stuff. I should feel ashamed of myself. And I just got to like mm. press my my flesh as hard as I can to like push mm. out everything that's bad. And that there's a mm-hmm. tone of that that is so self-reliant. You know, it's so mm-hmm. dependent mm-hmm. on on me and like sort of despising myself in a sense. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. saying, oh, no, like, let's just be dizzied with his love and the fact that he has made us to be wonderful. And, and that's what we want to come out during this time. So I, I love that. That makes mm-hmm. it so much, that makes Lent sound really exciting to me. Mm-hmm. How about you, Michelle? Yeah, I loved, I mean, when our listeners, when you all are reading this, every single day packs a punch. Mm-hmm. Like we were saying, we could go through every single one and you're like, oh, wow. Wow. Like really the part where she builds on Isaiah 58 more on the Monday, the next day, I was like the recognition. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my goodness, like recognizing all these different things, recognizing where we Mm -hmm. are hungry, Mm -hmm. recognizing where we need to welcome the stranger. And even the questions that she asks are kind of like the same questions she asked last week, but you're just like, ouch, Mm -hmm. who do I need to welcome this lens? Mm -hmm. What other person do I need to welcome? But I was thinking in terms of my own self, I'm like, okay, what areas of my own self that I don't like do I need to welcome home? You know, and not in self-denial, but deciding the thought for me, I was thinking, okay, it's not denying that they're there. It's deciding to allow the Father to love me in those places, mm-hmm. like to turn it back mm-hmm. up on its head. Mm-hmm. And usually we can find those places in the areas that of things that we don't like about other people. Things that aggravate us about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, she just turns everything on our head. But like, and then I was even asking myself, am I thirsty for all that the Lord has for me? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to something else? to, you know, really satisfy my thirst? Do I allow myself to be thirsty for the Lord? Mm -hmm. Do I allow myself to hunger and thirst for the Lord where he has that desire? I think the overarching thing, it's not about denial as much as it's about desire of the Father Mm -hmm. and desire to come closer into the inner court, as she says. Mm -hmm. And that is something that we were like, okay, this is exciting. Like, Mm -hmm. let's do this. Yeah. Sister, what are your thoughts? Yeah. It just reminds me when Jesus says, you you shall know a tree by its fruit. Mm -hmm. And from Isaiah, you know, 58 last week when the Lord says, you know, you're fast and quarreling and fighting. 
you know, if my fasting and my quote unquote self-denial is ending with pride and uh, self-righteousness and um, self, you know, reliance, then I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> That's like, so it, it, yeah, it'll, it'll be really beautiful to see this Lent of what God brings into each one of our lives and then allows us to say, let this, like, let it happen. Let whatever this is trying to teach me, like, what is the Lord trying to teach me? Allow that to happen and to be led, to be led in that regard. Like we said, we're not going into the desert by ourselves and making this happen. We're going to be led. And when we allow the Lord to lead us, we all know very, very truly the Lord leads us to surprising places. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we've all said things like, even today I was working with, uh, there's a great doctor here in Chicago, Dr. Tom Nelson, and, and I had an appointment with him and the Lord brought up some things that I wasn't planning on, you know, praying about or spending time with. And I, I did not see that coming, but I, when it came to my consciousness, the Holy Spirit was saying, we need to talk about this. We need to press into this. I'm like, I don't want to do, I don't want to do that because mm -hmm. it's very, it's painful. <laughs> no, thank but you. I, but, yeah. But it's like, <laughs> no, I knew if, if I wanted to be well, those are things that had to be approached with kindness and care and honesty. And I just had a big release, like in my body and in my emotions and just in my heart from that. And, oh, but God. it's, it's true. Like it's, you know, we have our own plans and there's nothing wrong with, you know, we, we, of course we do self-knowledge and we're like, okay, here's where I think you want to go. But, but can yeah. we be open to the Holy spirit as the divine interrupter mm -hmm. and follow his lead? And that's what Jesus in the gospel of Mark, this is what the gospel is for the week. It says the spirit drove Jesus out into the desert and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among the wild beast and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And that's the true self-denial to turn, to make a 180, right? To, re to the metanoia, to return mm -hmm. and repent. So we turn toward the Lord versus ourselves or something else. Yeah. And, that, and repentance is necessary. You know, it's a necessary, true repentance, yeah. like it, which has to go beyond just going to the sacrament of reconciliation, because I think mm -hmm. even that can become mm -hmm. almost routine. You know, I think this is the one of the ways that the enemy can get at us is like through sometimes even through our devotional practices, because mm -hmm. the devotions and receiving of the sacraments, obviously that is like the lifeblood of like what the church is, how offers us Jesus. But, but sometimes it's us, it's our disposition by which we come to these things that we can almost miss what it's about, mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that we can miss the true repentance piece and experience the kindness of God there and then be so compelled after to not do that sin again, that it's going to make us want to change the things that we're doing in our daily life instead of just like, okay, that was great. Now I'm just going to go back to the same thing and then go to confession again next Saturday. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, Lord, like, mm -hmm. can you love deeply love me here? And mm -hmm. I think the mm -hmm. repentance piece also, we have to get very honest with ourselves, And that's what, that's what she's doing in this book. She's asking us to be very, very honest. It's like, stop trying to skirt the issue like Adam and Eve did. Yeah. What if they were mm -hmm. just really honest about the ways that they failed? Because in that, we recognize our littleness and our absolute desperation for God. You know, and I'm like, oh mm -hmm. boy, like you said, Michelle, you know, the do I hunger and thirst for him? I'm like, do I, I allow myself to really feel the desperation that we all have for a yes. savior? No, I don't think I do very often. I like to stuff that with other things and numb it out and distract myself from feeling that desperation mm -hmm. because it might stir up in me a, oh boy, like, what does this mean? And what am I going to have to do as a result of this? Or what if he doesn't come through for me and I feel disappointed or, you know, it starts to tap mm -hmm. on trust issues and all these things. But again, we just have to keep going back to that place of like, will we let ourselves be so deeply loved mm -hmm. by him mm -hmm. there? 
It is. It's so good. And she references it a couple of different times in this week's readings, like his kindness. Yeah. His kindness leads us to repentance. She talks about that with King David in the Psalm mm-hmm. 51, like his kindness leads us to repentance. And he is like completely lamenting. And then he finds joy in the repentance. There's always a process that you walk through in repentance, yeah. like the kindness, because you want to come closer to the Father. And his, it's not condemning, it's convicting. And mm-hmm. it is where you want to lean in and be closer to him. But like even a situation this week, I thought I was doing a really good thing and just setting boundaries, which are very important. And as someone that has not been always good at setting boundaries, I'm like, oh, and you can go to the extreme even in anything. Then I was really convicted. I was like, did I just say no to say no? Or did I really pray about this? Mm -hmm. And I was really convicted by the Lord. He's like, because you're trying to do it in your own strength. You know, and he's like, if I ask you to do it, then I will overshadow you Mm -hmm. and then you can give freely. Mm -hmm. And I was like really convicted. I was like, I can't self-preserve and give freely at the same time. (laughs) It's true. It's a good word. And I was like, ouch. Mm -hmm. And it was like Mm self-preservation. If I don't, then like I have to keep my own reserves. Like I have to do. And the Lord's like, why don't you go to me for your reserves? You know, and ask me if I'm calling you to do this. And if I'm not, set a boundary. But if I am, I will give you the power. And it's hard to, that takes discernment. Mm -hmm. It takes wisdom. It takes, you know, because some things you need to say no to. But Lord also calls us to lose our life. So it's a really hard tension to keep. It is because I'm like, uh, and you're supposed to love without counting the cost. Mm -hmm. And then, but a lot of us have gotten that twisted in ways too. Mm -hmm. So the Lord's like, depend on me for this depend on my discernment and just going to him. Yeah. But when he said like, girl, you can't self-preserve and give freely. I'm Oof. like, all right. Ouch. Michelle, that that hit a mark. Okay. That yeah. is really good. It brings us in relationship and that's the key. No. Yeah. And that is the tension, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like that's the tension. There's a great difference between me trying to depend on myself and quote unquote control myself versus the Holy Spirit's spirit of self-control which is a gift of the yeah. Holy Spirit. Like that's, it's very different. That's a very different thing. And amen. That that's really what, you know, the Lord is inviting us into deeper communion in these, in these very places. And I was just thinking like, it's just so it's, it's easy to talk about these things and you these great devotionals and you're kind of like, oh, that's great. And then somebody hurts your heart is because most of the time people's weaknesses are the things that hurt us. Yes. And we, we mm-hmm. want to love them, but your personal weakness or this failure here is a direct, it feels like a direct assault upon my wounds. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's so hard sometimes. It's, it is mm-hmm. so hard that's just so to true. stay present in love and it's, I just can't help but think like, you know, if you've ever watched little kids or in a daycare for a long time and just like little kids off time just descend and like biting and scratching and they're just like so little and you just like come over and you're like, all right, like you just pull them apart and they're, it's like, okay, let's, let's talk about this. And I just have to think the Lord just has to smile at us sometimes. So like, true. I love you, my kids. I love you. Like, you know, just so stop true. biting. Stop biting <laughs> each other. No biting. That's so true. And, and I would also say that the alternative to that, like the the opposite of that, which she talks about is how we can inspire one another to holiness too. So yeah. it's like, yes. you know, we can have those things trigger each other and they wound, we wound each other. We get hurt mm-hmm. by people's stuff. And mm-hmm. at the same time, like when I look at the choices that you guys make, when you make those heroic choices to love and to love Jesus, you know, through the the difficulty, I'm inspired by that. You know, it gives me like a real life model. You know, I know we look at the saints and they're real life models too, but but something very like visibly tangible, like right in front of me that I can see that witnesses to me about, yes, this is the way to go. This is the pathway. This is the how to work ourselves out of those patterns, you know, into freedom. Mm-hmm. So and she she goes through a lot of great things this week. So, like we said, this week. 
the theme for Sunday is true self-denial. And then she goes through just really great stuff. Recognition, the three stages of contrition, have mercy, oh God, the elements of confession, amendment, and penance, and the rending of hearts. And it's just really beautiful at the end of her reflection on amendment and penance. She says, and it's really what you were just saying, Heather, she said, the test of a real penitent who wishes to do penance and has a firm purpose of amendment is obvious. The person is on the watch. They are tender, sensitive, and alert. Mm. This person is far from being hard and grim. One is sensitized to the need of the person one has offended. One sees things what they would not have seen before, things to do, love to show. We will want to live in this high ambition to ease the hurt of our beloved. But I, those beautiful characteristics of tender, sensitive, and alert. And I, I think that's really a, something that we can maybe look for in our hearts this week of versus the places our hearts are hard. Um, I remember, I think I've said this before, but Bob, Dr. Bob Schuess was talking to me about something a couple years ago. And, and I said, you know, that's fine. I'll, I'll accept it. And he's like, you sound, you sound, he said, you sound like you're more resigned to this than actually receiving it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where have we become resigned and hard of heart versus receiving and tender, even if it's hard, tender, sensitive, mm-hmm. and alert. And I was like, oh, Mother Mary Francis, that's a good word right there. That is a good word. Yeah. yeah. Those three words. Yeah. Wow. That's mm-hmm. good. I want to sit with that. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. And I think it's the tenderness of the Lord that draws us to in our sensitivity, but it's, it is this wound and you, you don't want someone to touch it. Yeah. And, and I just am more and more convicted at areas that I just like, and I mentioned it last week, do we really believe in the transforming power of the gospel? Mm-hmm. Like, do we believe it? This is the same power that lives in us that rose Jesus from the dead. And this is the season that we are celebrating that amazing mystery that we base our whole entire faith on why can he not transform me? You know, like why? Like, but we do, we believe we're the exception to the rule or this area is the exception to the rule. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, he can transform everything but me in this area or he can transform me every night. It's like, no, he's the God that transforms. That's who he is. And he's transforming us day by day. So true. It's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think often we can get hung up in the, well, I'm asking God, like in those places, you know, where we feel desperate or we're in pain and we're we're asking God to remove our suffering or remove a situation or heal something. And in our minds, because of our finite minds, we just go, well, okay, I'm asking you, so you give me what I'm asking for. And mm-hmm. then that that's when I'll be satisfied mm-hmm. instead of trusting that even if his answer is no, I'm not going to do that, but I am going to come and make myself so present to you in your suffering, that it is going to change your heart into like this fruitful garden that all of the seeds of, of your suffering are going to grow into something so beautiful that you can mm. never imagine, mm. you know? And, and I think we're like, we don't have a concept for that kind of thinking only God yes. does. So it's like, Mm-mm. do we trust him that even if the answer isn't the removal of our pain or our circumstance or someone's healed or, you know, whatever it might be that, that he is still coming in in the best way possible to transform us and mm-hmm. those around us. So I've been so challenged by that personally. Like, Jesus, do I trust you enough that if I don't see the answer I'm expecting to believe you're still deeply at work in me and I'm still going to oh, just let mm-hmm. you and not let my disappointment mm-hmm. in that answer not getting my way block the movement that you actually have for me. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's very purifying. Because many times, yeah. like you said, the Lord is after something much greater than our pressing symptom. He attends to our pressing symptom, but, and I, I you know, I, we've, we've spoken about this before. There, there are things we will only know when we see God face to face at the end of our life. Like, oh, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And going to him in prayer and asking him, okay, Lord, 
I don't understand what you're doing, mm-hmm. but I do know who you are. Mm-hmm. So just help me hold on to that and help me to see what you are doing through and with me and in me, like it says in the mass in this season. Mm-hmm. Like one of the powerful things that happened is I was in Song of Songs 2 for my silent retreat. And it was that. And one thing I love about Ignatian silent, which I mean, Ignatian spirituality and pre, is putting yourself in the scripture, you know, mm-hmm. with all your senses and all of that. And so I was at the part where do not stir up love before it's time, mm-hmm. that part in the scripture. You always see that scripture and you're thinking of it as like, okay, don't stir up passion and all this <laughs> kind of good stuff. You know, and when I was digging deeper, it was like the Lord took me a totally different way. Like I had another translation and it was like the Lord was like, you saw this year as this crucifying year, this pressing year, but actually it was a year where it was, it was like part of the translation is almost like, shh, like she's sleeping. Mm. Like that's what it says. Mm. The Lord's like, I had to almost put you to sleep to do heart surgery because mm-hmm. you couldn't handle the pain mm. of what this year was. And so the ways that you felt like you were just mm. almost sleepwalking, that's what I felt. And he was like, it was like, shh, I had you. I was told. And I mean, I just burst. I'm sure. Like, I mean, I was sobbing. so beautiful. Because I was like, oh, it's his kindness. Yeah. You know, and I thought he was not there. And so, and he's like, I'm just here. I just let you sleep because you couldn't be awake and handle the pain fully. And I was like, oh, now I see the way the Lord works, you know? So I think Heather's so right. Even in our disappointment, God's ways are higher than our ways. Our ways. That's what scripture says. And we just have to stay in the promise, even though we don't understand it. (laughs) But I mean, hey, nobody's understood it before. Noah didn't get it. Abraham didn't get it. Noah's got it. Good company here. Yeah, good company. You know, they're like, really? This is what you're saying? How is this going to happen? Like, we feel the same way. So, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, Mm -hmm. let's have a party. Mm -hmm. Not understanding how the Lord moves. Move on. That's so good. That's so great. Well, anything else, friends? I mean, obviously we could go on forever, but anything else kind of for our intents and purposes here that we want to bring up. Yeah, I would just encourage people again to go back to that beginning, like listen to what sister said at the beginning about allowing ourselves to be dizzied by the love of God, that this is what should be mm-hmm. motivating our Lenten time. That's why it doesn't matter that Ash Wednesday was on Valentine's Day Amen. and it doesn't matter, you know, that the sacrificing becomes like a, wow, Lord, what a privilege it is to sacrifice things that are going to make me become more of who you've made me to be. What a gift. It's actually about mm-hmm. me. It's actually about mm-hmm. you loving me into freedom. <laughs> Amen. So, yeah. yeah. That's great. And would we allow that to happen, right? Yeah. The Lord would yeah. love us into freedom. Let it be the best Lent ever. Yes. yes. <laughs> Now's the time. <laughs> well, Michelle Benzinger, would you like to share your one things with our listeners? So my one thing is actually, sister just mentioned it because she's at his parish, but Father Brook Master's book, A Grand Slam for God, Journey from Baseball Star to Catholic Priest. And so mm. I have been so, this book is so good. Oh, that's mm. awesome. I have loved reading it. My boys have loved reading it. You know, it is just a really great story. And we had the opportunity to meet him. He's a friend of sisters. Heather and I did when we were in Chicago last mm-hmm. time. And what a joy, like mm-hmm. what a gift of a priest. So mm-hmm. yes, he is. I will link his book. This would be good for husbands and sons and Easter baskets, ladies. So oh, anyway. that's great. I love Just that. Just saying. Yeah, that's great. That's so good. Heather, what about you, dear? So I have two one things. One is I have a Lenten playlist. Just to start oh, you what? off, friends, you can jump Woo-hoo! into that. It's in the show yeah. notes and we'll probably post it in one of our Instagram stories this week. So hopefully that can accompany you if that's 
going to help you pray. Another thing is I watched a talk. I'm kind of obsessed with Monsignor Shea, as you can tell, because I keep bringing him up. But I love this guy. I love his voice right now in the church. I think he just has like such prophetic wisdom. He's kind of looking at the past, the present and the future and God's call. I'm like, wow, this guy's amazing. So I watched this YouTube video, him giving a talk at Napa in 2022 and it's called joy hope and the way around and it was just wow so insightful Mm -hmm. and i was like holy smokes like he was talking about our tendencies to want to live in a utopia wow real life people here's the dog situation (laughs) going on yes so anyway he was talking about like our tendency to want to live in a utopia or like pull ourselves away from the world and he just he was like jesus came to catch all of our diseases so that he could be the elixir. He's like, the church cannot remove itself. And so there is going to be some seeping into the church that occurs and that grieves us. But to know that, you know, this is how God works. So anyway, I was so encouraged by it. That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Sister, how about you? Well, we're, we got a priest theme going on here. My one thing for the week, just is total nerd alert. Okay. So all you nerds out there, I, I like Pints with Aquinas. I enjoy Matt Fred's podcast and he was interviewing a legionnaire priest named Father Michael Baggett, who did his, he's a doctorate in bioethics. And he, the doctoral dissertation he wrote was transhumanism and emergent technologies. And it was a fascinating interview, fascinating about AI, about the transhumanist movement, about the, you know, rupture between soul and body, about technology. How do we engage technology? What's the difference between therapeutic technology and enhancing technology. I, and I was just great. Like he's young and that he is brilliant. He's got a degree in philosophy too. And, um, Matt, in, I love how he and Matt, like two men go back and forth, like can challenge each other a bit and like how they think. And it's just a great example. And it's not a debate by any means, but may, that it's an interview, but I'm just, I, at the end of the interview, I was like, I'm so glad Catholic, smart Catholic people are thinking about stuff like this. Cause many times it feels totally. like, Oh, the church is kind of behind, but yes. there's so many people in the church who are on this topic and are working to it with, like with a true anthropology of what it means to be human and how do you embrace technology to a degree that helps humanity versus destroys humanity. Anyway, so that I'm going to put up that YouTube um, or that podcast. Oh, it was really great. I'm watch that. Super good. So nice. it's very interesting. So anyway, all right, dear friends, here we go. Embarking on this adventure for Lent and we will see how the Lord wants to dazzle us with his love this week. So. Until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend and leave us a review? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful coffee mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Body Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. 
You can make donations of any amount through the Patreon website, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member, and you will receive bonus content every month such as recipes, music playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information at patreon.com slash abidingtogetherpodcast. Thank you so much, and God bless you.